It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Broadcasting live around the world, this is The Ryan Lindsay Show. Phone lines are open to speak with Ryan or any of his guests at 319-527-6702 or email Ryan. The email address is ryan at ryanlindsayshow.com. Now, here's Ryan Lindsay. From... From the beautiful Northwoods of Wisconsin, I am Ryan Lindsay, and for some reason I cannot hear myself. There we go. <laughs> little glitch right at the beginning. That's always nice. Is, Mar- is, is Mercury in retrograde all of a sudden here? No, I don't think so. So uh, from the Northwoods of Wisconsin, I am Ryan Lindsay, and we have got a good one for you tonight, I tell you. I have been talking with uh, John Russell since on the air on radio, doing psychic readings since 2003. That's when we first started doing this. Haven't talked to him on the air since about uh, 2011. But uh, once once we started doing the new show here on Blog Talk Radio just a couple weeks ago, he was the first guest I called up. And I said, John, I need you. (laughs) We need you on the air here. Because uh, I know he's going to be popular, and uh, he always gets a lot of uh, a lot of feedback as, as well for his psychic reading. So John Russell is my guest here on uh, on the Ryan Lindsay Show, and as always, Tamara Gleason is my co-host. And Tamara, how are you? I am excellent. I am so excited to have John on. It's been so long. Yes, it has been. I can't believe it. Well, it's been the whole time I haven't been doing a show. So (laughs) I guess if I'm not doing a show, I I can't have anybody on. Right, right. Well, I remember getting a wonderful reading with John a long, long time ago. And I am that was the first one I told you to get on. So this is fantastic. So excited to have John on tonight. Yeah, we're going to have fun. And phone lines already already filled up here. We're going to talk about his book, uh, Riding with Ghosts, Angels, and the Spirits of the Dead. John Russell has over 45 years of experience, uh, expertise, I should say, as a professional psychic with a worldwide clientele and as a paranormal investigator who's witnessed over 800 supernatural manifestations. He's also been an avid motorcyclist for over 50 years. Very glad to welcome again to the show, John Russell. John, how are you? Ryan, I'm great. How are you? Doing well, thank you. Did you Tamara, realize? Nice, you... nice to talk to you again. Yes, yes, great to have you on. <laughs> Thanks again. Do you realize, John, we started doing this in 2003? I know, a long time ago. It's really incredible. <laughs> and then uh, the, the the long hiatus, and now here we are again. It's really great. It's really fantastic to be back on the air with you. We had a lot of good times, a lot of fun. We've had a lot of fun, yeah, and uh, you've had a lot of fun writing this book, haven't you? I have had a ton of fun writing this book. Uh, the book is just amazing. It, it really is. 
if you'd like me to tell you a little bit about the background of it. Mm-hmm. Um, the book came about, uh, as you know, uh, we discussed previously, I had shot a TV pilot, filmed a TV pilot for the History Channel, in which I psychically investigated the assassination of President Abraham Lincoln and then the subsequent search for John Wilkes Booth and how that all played out. Um, so my producer uh, that uh, that filmed me, uh, we became good friends. And then over the years after the pilot, we wanted to do uh, more, explore more possibilities for TV series. And I came up with the idea, there used to be a TV show, now the old timers will get this, this is dating me, so this will go way back, but bikers <laughs> listening will, will get this. There used to be a show on TV, on network TV, called Then Came Bronson. And the uh, the concept behind the show, uh, Bronson was a suit and tie guy, and he lost his best friend, and he began to question the meaning of life and uh, the materialism of the world and everything else. So he left his suit and tie job, sold everything he had, got this motorcycle, loaded everything he could carry on it, and off he went without any aim in search of his soul and in search of meaning of life and and that type of thing. So Bronson was actually a catalyst for change when he came into a town. He didn't change. He was always the same throughout the series, but the people that he interacted with he affected for the better and made changes in their life and kind of opened their eyes uh, to see things a little differently and so on. So... My concept to my producer was, let's do a Then Came Bronson meets the supernatural. And uh, I'll roar into town on my motorcycle, and we'll solve whatever situation we can, and then go on to the next episode, ride into the next town. So in the process of trying to pitch that, uh, he said, listen, he said, why don't you also uh, write a blog with just some brief snippets of uh, some of the paranormal experiences that you've had, and we can use that as an additional additional selling point then uh, when we broach the show. Well, around that time, I begin to have... Now, I've had you know paranormal experiences my entire life since I was the age of five or six, and like I say, over 800 of them, but I began to have these incredible experiences while I was riding my motorcycle, and I begin to include a few of those Uh, in the blog in in a very short form, and it it finally dawned on me that uh, these stories were so terrific, they had to be expanded, they had to be collected, had to be put into book form, and so writing with Ghost Angels and the Spirits of the Dead was born. That's how it came about. Wow. Yeah, I love it. Um, Now, you've, you've got a lot of good stories in the book. I've got it right here. I'm about halfway through. And it's oh, it's sure. very it's very captivating. It's riveting, really. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Bless I mean, your heart. I appreciate it. The, the first thing that that caught my attention was uh, banana, <laughs> banana, <laughs> banana, banana, Florida. I banana and Florida. I got to I got to tell you, as I'm reading the book, I've got your voice in my head, and I think that's the beauty of reading a book when you know the author is you you hear them reading it to you in in your head (laughs) you've got that distinctive voice but banana florida explain that if you would real quick oh man without giving too much of the book away yep yep um i had this uh, lucid dream and for those who don't know what a lucid dream is a lucid dream is a dream in which you are aware that you're dreaming 
And some people will carry that further to the practice of controlling the dream and seeing what they can accomplish in it and what they can learn, what they can do, so on and so forth. And in my lucid dream, I didn't try and control it because I was riding my motorcycle. And uh, it was a very pleasurable experience, as it always is when I ride. And um, I was uh, going down this this uh, back, back lane country road, back country road here in Florida, like we have a lot of and like I ride a lot of. And uh, I began to approach this uh, city limit sign, the small green rectangular city limit sign like we have here everywhere. And it seemed important to me in the dream that I really pay attention to this. So I slowed the bike down in my dream, and as we got closer to the sign, I noticed that it read banana. And I was like, <laughs> and, and I was like, come on, guys. I'm telling the guys on the other side, I'm like, are you serious? And I pull the bike up, I, I stop, and I'm sitting there staring at the sign in, in my dream. And I'm like, oh, my, this is this is really crazy because I'm like, why would the guys on the other side who lead me and guide me and give me inspiration and show me things, why would they bring me to a town with a name so cliched that you couldn't get away with it in a novel if you wrote it? The editor tell you, take that out, change that name. So uh, I continued to ride on and uh, and see some other things and um, – so uh, anyways, throughout the dream, when the whole thing plays out, I abruptly shoot up in bed wide awake, and I'm listening to my wife over there breathing quietly, and, and it's pitch black. It's in the middle of the night, and I pop up wide awake, and I, I mutter to myself, banana, how silly is this? And so I go back to sleep. Well, the next morning I get up, and I tell my wife the dream, and um, I said, wouldn't it be something if there were a banana Florida? She says, yeah, but come on, with a name like that, it's got to be, you know, this 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 can't be. And she agrees with me. I relate the dream to her, and she agrees it doesn't make any sense to her either, given the circumstances. And I say, well, just for grins, I'm going to go Google and uh, and see what comes up. So I hop out of bed, go across the house to the room that serves as my office here, and I type in Banana Florida, and lo and behold, up come a couple of links for Banana Florida. <laughs> I'm oh, like, oh my God! <laughs> this is so. Cool. <laughs> Someone, somewhere, something has come to me in a dream and led me to this actual place that I never knew existed, and uh, it's now the town of Melrose. And so I decide I'm going to hop on the bike and go right then. It's about an hour's ride, and uh, to me that's a hop, skip, and a jump. That's like going to the grocery store or something. So. I hop on the bike, tell the guys, hey, I'm coming, and uh, when I get to what was the town of Banana, I find this cemetery that that was a, appeared in, in my dream uh, in the exact configuration that I saw it, and so I'm trying to keep from falling off the bike in shock, and I pull into the parking lot, and there's a uh, a uh, historical marker that faces the parking lot. So I pull into the space, uh, the parking space that's directly in front of the historical marker, and I begin to read the historical marker, and the historical marker is the history of the town of Banana, Florida. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So 
So I, I, I try and keep my mouth closed, and, uh, <laughs> and I, I back the, the bike up into the parking space and take some pictures of the sign and, and roam around the place, and then uh, and then the rest, of course, I, I uh, tell in the book. But, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. really incredible, really incredible stuff. So we have to learn from that a lot of things, but we have to learn from that that when the other side gives us something, that they truly give us something concrete that it may seem facetious to us, but that it may actually literally be something in the real world, and we have to be open and receptive to that possibility. Sure, and that's something right. I, I really want to talk about throughout the rest of the of the night is listening yep. to whether it's spirit guides or spirit or or right. guardian angels, wh- whatever it might might be, or the spirits right. of the dead. Um, w- one thing I, I wanted to ask is you you say that you've had over 800 paranormal experiences these started at the age of of five or six right right how did how did they start well the uh i was asleep one night and we had a night light at the end of the hall and my bedroom faced the hallway a long hallway there in our old house and i all of a sudden was wide awake it wasn't one of those things where you start waking up and you're kind of groggy, but uh, and it wasn't one of those things where you're kind of half in and out of the dream state or sleep state. I mean, I was just suddenly, totally, completely wide awake. Now, I'm about five or six at this point. And, uh, and I mean, just totally aware, just completely aware. And I'm like, wow, this is weird. So I look around, I don't see anything, and I kind of raise up on my elbows in the bed, and I look down the hallway, and there in the nightlight's glow is this old black man. And he had close-cropped white hair, and he had a a flannel shirt, a plaid shirt, and khaki pants, black dress shoes, and a black belt. And I screamed bloody murder because we're a white family. We didn't have anybody black living with us, and I presumed an intruder had gotten in the house. And uh, I screamed again, and the lights began to come on, and my parents began to come running. And just like the Cheshire Cat, uh, the old black guy starts disappearing from his feet upward until it reaches his head, and then finally his his face, his head, all disappears. And he's looking at me with this bemused expression like, why is this kid screaming bloody murder? And my parents come in, and I said, there's somebody in the house, even though I'd just seen him disappear. And uh, my my fear and my sincerity, I guess, that I was portraying it having seen someone in the house was so strong that my parents actually looked under the beds and in the closets. They checked all the doors and windows. And, of course, the house was, was locked up tight. Nobody was in there physically. And they told me, you know, look, look, you just had a nightmare. It's just a dream. And I knew better. I knew it wasn't a nightmare. Right. I knew it wasn't a dream. I knew I had seen someone in a physical body standing there in the hallway that had subsequently vanished. And... Um, So they tried to get me to go back to sleep, and uh, so I'm laying there wondering, where did this guy come from? Who is he? Is he going to come back? What does he want? What's he going to do to me? What's he going to say to me? Where did he go? Yeah, where did he go? What's he going to want me to do? So that was the the thing that opened up the portal uh, to my psychic gift and to all these paranormal experiences that I've had. That was the very first experience that was like the doorway. Mm-hmm. Did he ever come back? Did you ever find out who he was? Or? No, I think he was just uh, just the guy that was sent to. Hey, let's let's get this guy going. Let's get and, let's get uh, started. <laughs> yeah, here we go. Let's, let's, yeah, let's get him started. 
and boy did it did it start and it started immediately um i remember uh, these these friends of mine came to visit my parents and i was out in the backyard playing and so they pulled into the driveway, and I was like, who are these people? I don't know these people. So I run inside. And I said, Mom, Dad, some, some people in a car have just pulled into the driveway. So they come out, and I go back out with them. They're, oh, hey, so-and-so, and these are friends of theirs, and I didn't know they were their friends. So they came up, and they were standing there talking outside while I was kind of goofing around playing and kind of semi-sort of, <clears throat> excuse me, eavesdropping on the conversation. And uh, all of a sudden... I looked at the couple and I said, you just went on vacation. And uh, I said, you, you took that car and you drove to this hotel. And I described the hotel, the color it was painted and the configuration. It was like two stories with windows, one right above the other. And I said, there's this row of trees in front that look like this. And I said, you have kids and you took kids with you. You don't have them with you today, but you have kids. You have a boy and a girl. You have two kids. And you took them with you in that car on the vacation. You took that car. And as I'm saying this, the lady is looking at me with her eyes growing wider and wider and wider, like I've got cobras coming out of my ears. And she stops and, and looks over at my mom, looks over at my dad and says, how in God's name could he possibly know that? And my dad is like, he's like nothing to do with the paranormal at all. And he's like, John, go play. And, and she's like, how could he know that? Why did he say that? Where did this come from? And my mom's like, hush, John, hush, go play. And I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever. And come to find out, they had gone on this vacation in that car with their two kids, boy and a girl, stayed at a hotel that color that matched that exact uh, description with the trees out front and everything. And that's what they were coming to tell my parents about this vacation they had took. Mm-hmm. Wow. So that's, yeah, so, so that's when I discovered that I could see things about people. And uh, from there, it went into being able to predict people's futures, to tell them what was coming, what was going to happen, and and so on and so forth. So I owe, I owe a lot of debt to that old black ghost. He came and opened up the portal and enabled me to live a really phenomenal, incredible life full of just just unbelievable experiences, absolutely wonderful experiences. Sure. Talking oh. with John, psychic John Russell, the book is Riding with Ghosts, Angels, and the Spirits of the Dead. You can pick it up at ridingwithghosts.net or find out more information about the, uh, the book or John Russell. Uh, we're going to take calls for psychic readings here on the air. And uh, let's see, the number to call in, 319-27-6702 for the Ryan Lindsay Show. And John, you ready to take a couple of calls? Absolutely. Let's do it. Okay, let's uh, go first of all to uh, area code 216. Hi, you're on the Ryan Lindsay Show. Who's this and where are you calling from? Hey, how you doing? This is uh, Desmond. calling from Cleveland, Ohio. How y'all doing this evening? Doing well, Desmond. How are you? Pretty good, pretty good. Uh, my question, question was, I have, uh, I have a co-worker I work with. She's a lady friend. I was wondering... Uh, she told me her situation. She stays with the you know, the father of her children and whatnot, but they're not like physical or nothing. But so I just stay friends with her or just uh see where it goes for the time being. Absolutely do not pursue a romantic relationship with this woman. Do not. Uh stay friends and be very cautious as a friend. But um don't don't pursue a romantic relationship with this woman at all. 
and you have to take a lot of what she tells you with a grain of salt. So be very cautious, even as a friend, okay? Okay. Okay. Thank you for All right. calling. Thank you Thank very you. much, Desmond. <laughs> that was no ifs, ands, or buts about that one, John. <laughs> no ifs, ands, or buts. I just, I just tell them what the other side shows me, and there we go. <laughs> do, you find, do you find, then, that, that some people – I mean, Desmond seemed to, seemed to be okay with that and understood. Do you find, though, that some people – aren't okay with it and, and don't really understand oh, what you're saying or don't, yeah, absolutely. What's the... they, yeah, they just don't want to accept it. You can, there's some clients I have and not very many, fortunately, but there are some clients I have that are just like, no, 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 this, this can't be as I don't, that's not what I want to hear. You know, it's like that mm-hmm. kind of scenario. Right. I remember uh, one guy I had as a client, he was, um, he was talking about his ex. They had broken up and they had shared an apartment, and uh, he still had a key to the apartment. He was coming and going, getting the rest of his stuff piecemeal. And uh, I, I told him during the reading, I said, uh, he said, do you think we'll get back together? And I said, good Lord, no. I said, she's moved on. And I said, she's slept with other people. And I said, as a matter of fact, uh, she, she's sleeping with a guy right now. And most of the time, they're in the apartment that y'all stayed in. And uh, oh, he was like, he was like, <laughs> No, John, no, that just, he said, yeah, that that can't be right. It just can't be. And I said, why not? And he said, because I know all of her friends. Uh, she, she knows all of my friends. We have all these mutual friends together. I know everybody she hangs out with. Somebody would tell me if they saw this going on. Um, you know, something I was like, look, I'm telling you, it's happening right there. And I said, and I'll make you a prediction. I said, you're going to go in there and announce with your key one day, open it up, and they're going to be sitting there on the couch canoodling. And he's like, man, you've you've just lost it. You're crazy. This is this can't possibly be. He said, we just know too many people. I know her too well. He said, I'm in and out of that apartment all the time. And he said, it just there's I know everything she does. There's just no time, no place, no connection for her to do what you're describing. I said, do me a favor. Write all this down that I've told you. Give me a call when this happens. So it wasn't a week. He calls me up and he goes, John. He said, I went over, I turned the key in the door, I went unannounced, didn't call, tell her I was coming, I put my key in the door, opened up the door, and there they are on the couch. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my. Yeah, yeah, but a lot of times people, you know, people don't want to hear truthful guidance, they want to hear what they want to hear, you know. Tell me I'm going to win the lottery. Tell me I'm going to marry tall, dark, and handsome and sail off into the sunset. You know, tell me I'm going to get this big promotion. Tell me I'm writing the best-selling book. And then what will complicate that is if other psychics have told them what they want to hear, um, you know, and the question it becomes, well, if some psychics told them what, what they want to hear, why are they coming to you? I talked to one lady one time. She had six psychics. She had a psychic for romance, a psychic for money, a psychic for travel, a psychic for health. I said, no wonder you're confused. No wonder you're confused. Oh, my gosh. But, uh, yeah, so, uh, you know, people will will come to you wanting to hear what they want to hear. And uh, I remember one time uh, the greatest compliment I think I was ever paid as a psychic was this uh, these couple of ladies that they would always come to me for readings, and they said, when we're when the chips are down, when our backs are against the wall, we look at each other and we go, 
who do we know that's going to tell us the truth, whether we like it or not, or whether we're ready for it or not? And I go, John Russell. And that was a, the greatest compliment I ever got. Oh, wow. Excellent. Right. Very good. Uh, you're listening to the Ryan Lindsay Show. And uh, take a look at the website, folks. It's ryanlindsayshow.com. There's information uh, you can see in the upcoming guests. You can see information about uh, John Russell. There's a link there to his his uh, website, uh, ridingwithghosts.net. Also, johnrussell.net is his uh, personal website. We're going to go back to the phones here, area code uh, 805. And hello, you're on the Ryan Lindsay Show. Who's this and where oh. are you calling from? Thank you, Ryan. Um, this is Donna from California, Santa Barbara. And, hi, Donna. Um, hi. Uh, my question is, um, I wanted to know, I, I haven't been in a relationship for quite a few years, and I would love to be in a relationship, companionship, love relationship, and I just got on Match, an Internet dating site. I've signed up for three months. I've been on a week. Am I going to meet someone through this venue, or will I meet someone? Do you do you feel I will be with somebody, please? I do feel like you'll be with somebody. Three months is the time frame I'm seeing. Now, give or take a month there, but three months seems to be the time frame I'm seeing. And, um, you know, use good common sense. Make sure you're connecting with the person that is right for you. Uh, you know, obviously, you know, have standards and have things that you look for in a person and when that person comes along, I'm seeing about a three-month period of time there that you'll connect. Now, having said that and having dealt with clients all these years, I've, I've read professionally for over 45 years, um, occasionally things will go haywire even if my prediction is accurate. And what I mean by that is you may look at some old boy and say, oh, man, this is, this is it. This is the guy I want to heck with what John said. You know, here he is right now, and it turns out to be a train wreck. Well, it doesn't mean I was wrong. It means you jumped the gun. You went for this guy instead of waiting. Oh. So if that were to happen, pretty picky. don't despair because uh, there will be more opportunities next year, but three months is the time frame I'm seeing for the first connection for you. Do you see it, please, John, through this map? Will I meet him in my town? Will it be through this Internet, or am I going to meet him some other way? Because I've just been kind of, uh, I don't know, just kind of given up a little bit. I don't know. Yeah, don't give up. It's it's difficult. Meeting people is difficult. Um, my feeling is he's not going to be in your town, but he'll be very, very close. So it's going to be very close by. Okay, think, yeah, there's a town and I think called Toledo meet- and yeah, I think you'll meet him on the internet, and it'll be somebody oh, easy. Yeah, and I think it'll be somebody easy driving distance, very close by. Okay. Okay, great, Donna. All right, Thanks for the luck. Thank you for the call. And uh, we've got a lot of callers on the line here, John, so I want to get to everybody. I want to remind listeners uh, a question and maybe a follow-up, and then uh, we've, we've got to move on here because uh, we want to get to a lot of calls. Uh, once again, the book here, John Russell, Psychic John Russell. The book is Riding with Ghosts, Angels, and the Spirits of the Dead. Take a look at his website, ridingwithghosts.net. And uh, it's, it's all about uh, him with uh, the paranormal experiences while he's riding his motorcycle around the country. And, John, I've I got to admit, I've got a little bone to pick with you. All right. Yeah. <laughs> We're up here. Tam- Tamara and I are up here in Wisconsin, you know. I know. The, here the I home, am in sunny Florida. Too and you're around. in sunny Florida. But, but Harley-Davidson motorcycles are made up here. I know. And and I've heard that you don't drive a Harley. You don't ride a Harley, no, do you? A, it, it's a Honda. It's a Honda. <laughs> and I and I say this in the book. Um, 
I went to buy a Harley at first, and I walked in the Harley dealership, and I was standing there drooling over the machines, and I was ignored like the plague by every salesman in the joint, and I was like, okay, and I left and went and bought me a Honda. And oh, well, the, there you go. Yeah, and at, at the time, Honda had a had a manufacturing plant here in the U.S. providing American jobs, so, I, you know, I didn't feel bad about it at the time, and and it's been a great bike. I've got over 100, almost 114,000 miles on it now. Wow! Wow! Yeah, with with no major repairs, so it's it's been a really we've had a lot of fun together. So, Tamara, let me ask you real quick. Uh, hearing John's story so yeah. far, have you had any that uh, that you can relate to with uh, with clients or uh, or anything of the sort? Oh wow! John and I parallel each other very, very well. <laughs> As with the childhood experience of being traumatized by spirits, to the having to be truthful and honest, you know, people will do that, and it's unfortunate. It's hard to deliver those, you know, things, isn't it, John? It's hard yeah, it to is. deliver yeah. things that people don't want to hear, but that's the only thing that feels right in our body. That's why we're here, right? Yeah. So I, I love his in, integrity, as as you know, Ryan. So it's great to have such a great um, intuitive on the show. So keep going. Get another caller in for us. Get okay, let's help. let's go. Let's go right ahead to uh, area code four eight zero. You're on the Ryan Lindsay show. Uh, who are you, and where are you calling from? Area code four eight zero. Go ahead. Okay, well, let's get scared. Let's, it's like, uh, it could be a ghost, Ryan. It could be. It could be. Well, I've got the phone number now. Okay, let's go to uh, area code 714. And there we go. Hi. Hi, you're on the Ryan Lindsay Show. Who's this? Hi, my name is Deidre, and I'm in California. Okay. Um, Fifteen years ago, every aspect of my life changed. Career, home, relationship. I've not been able to get anything back on track. I'm looking for any truth, as John would say, in guidance <laughs> and helping me know which, which direction to go in right now. Um, this is going to sound like a platitude or like a cop-out, but it's not. Uh, the things that happen to you set energies in motion that you haven't been able to work with a lot or have a lot of control over, and it's like no matter which button you pushed, it hasn't changed things or things haven't worked or you haven't opened a door, you haven't found a pathway, and that's just been the energy cycle that you're in. Now, the good mm-hmm. news is that energy cycle is ending now, okay? So that's the good okay. news. Uh, what you have to do at this point is not allow yourself to be shell-shocked by what you've experienced to the point that you can't turn your eyes toward the future and and start forward. What happens with all of us is we go, you know, doggone it, this wasn't fair. Why did this happen? This has not been right. This is, ah, nah, 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 nah. and then that prevents us from, we want closure. We want somebody to come and pat us on the back and tell us, oh, gosh, this is terrible. I'm so sorry. But it, life doesn't work that way, as you know. So what you have to do now is realize through no fault of your own, this energy cycle that you've been in has kind of prevented you from achieving, moving forward, and accomplishing some of the things that you want to. So you have to just turn your back on it. Say, okay, man, it, it was rough. It was unfair. It just I wouldn't want to experience it again. But now I've got a chapter ahead of me that's all new, fresh. I can start again. And whatever things you look at now that you start doing to benefit yourself or for guidance or to put things into motion, start new projects, those you will find will come to bear fruit in the year ahead. 
Okay, because I generally feel like I've put all that behind me. The only reason I mention it is because we're on the call, and it's like, okay, just the guidance of what direction to to go in. Is there any message, any guidance? Well, I think you have to look at at yourself and what you want to do and what what you want to accomplish. And if it's something that you haven't been able to do in the past, don't throw it away and say, well, I tried that and it didn't work. Now's the time to bring that back out and work at it. So look at your own heart and let your heart guide you the things that you enjoy, the things that you want to achieve, the things you want to do. What do you want to do in life? What do you want to experience? What do you want to feel? You have to sit down and get in touch with yourself now that you're in this fresh uh, field of energy and and allow yourself to explore and to do the things that you want to do. Now's the time to bring those things out and uh, and achieve them. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Right. All right. Thanks for the call. Uh, 319-527-6702, the number to call if you'd like to get on the air with Psychic John Russell. And, John, I know in the past you uh, you were doing readings uh, privately full-time, uh, many, many, several a day. Are you still doing it on a full-time basis? I'm not. I'm kind of semi-retired, and it, it seems like people kind of keep jerking me back out of that <laughs> but, but no I, I'm not reading full time anymore yes I for years and years and years and years uh, I, for most of my life uh, I did many readings a day every day and um, it's it's finally kind of time to you know I'm I'm not a spring chicken anymore I'm 66 now I've been around the block a few times and uh, the old voice starts to go <clears throat> excuse me and uh <laughs> You know, the the body's a little tired, and uh, the psychic gifts as strong as ever, probably stronger. But uh, it, it comes time to kind of, you know, I'd kind of like to slack off here a little bit. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm like retired, retired and, and, and I'm focusing a lot, really. Uh, I'm working on the writing a lot now. I do have a follow-up um, planned to writing with Ghost, uh, which will be my biography more completely from when I was a kid and how it was to grow up with this gift and um, the things I experienced all the way on through uh, the time that uh, I moved to New York and lived there. And that kind of then ties into, I guess it would be kind of a prequel, you could say, uh, to writing with Ghost Angels and the Spirits of the Dead. So I'm working on that. Um, I love horror, and I'm working on a horror novel. So Uh I'm focusing, concentrating a lot on writing right now. And, uh, of course, you know, I have other other projects and things that keep me busy. So uh, not reading full-time like I was, no, but uh, still still have some uh, repeat clients. I've had clients that have been with me for decades, and, uh, you know, they I, I still keep in touch, keep spaces open with them and so on and so forth, so. Mm-hmm. The uh, the pilot that you, uh, you filmed for the History Channel, um, w- was that um, – you, you said it was on the assassination of Abraham Lincoln. Right. I know there's, there's been a lot of controversy on whether or not John Wilkes Booth faked his death. Did you did you see anything like that? Yeah, he didn't fake his death. He was he was shot. He was he was killed. <laughs> yeah. um, and and that's a matter of history. They have uh, uh, we know that. But what was really interesting when I was shooting the pilot was I was able to see things that did not jive with accepted history and through later strenuous serious in-depth research by the production crew they were able to validate what i had seen mm-hmm. and uh, in a lot of cases it, it over overthrew 
uh, except in theory one of the circumstances was uh, they said that uh, the Secret Service, that, that Abraham Lincoln's bodyguard, had uh, drilled a hole in the door into his uh, theater box so that they could peek through the hole and keep an eye on him. And uh, that was in the, the official, in the, you know, they have below the, uh, in the Ford Theater there, they have below the thing, you go in, there's a, a Lincoln, uh, like a museum there, and they have the door and they have all this thing, they have all the, the history with it, and that was one of the things that it said. And I was like, nope, 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 that's not right. I said, uh, somebody had that done. I think uh, I think Booth had it done. Uh, he had somebody, some workman or something there, uh, and the employee of the theater do that. And so they researched the heck out of that, and sure enough, they found out that there was an employee of the Ford Theater that drilled the hole. So uh, there was a lot of neat things like that that, uh, that I was able to discern and... Um, and it didn't always make everybody happy because there's a lot of the sure. descendants of some of the people involved in all these things, and they maintained their ancestors' innocence, and I was tromping all over that. And <laughs> oh, my. Like, oh, my. Yeah, yeah. So it, but it was, a, it was a really fascinating time. It was a really incredible time. Sure, sure. We're going to go back to the phones here and area code 303. Hi, you're on the Ryan Lindsay Show. Who's this and where in the world are you? <laughs> Hi there. Where in the world am I like that? Uh, my name is Allison, and where in the world I am is uh, is uh, southern Arizona. <laughs> okay, great, great. Do you have a question for John? Oh, uh, boy. Um... <laughs> just spit it out. Just, just spit it out. Well, I, I'm trying to figure out what what, uh, what would do – you need, do you need super specific? Is that what you're – what you're preferring, or can I just, just, keep it a little bit broad? Uh, you can you can just shoot your question at me, and we'll go from there. We don't have a lot of time, so just uh-huh, just keep no. it brief. And yeah. Well, I have a I have a, a cross country move that got put on delay this year. That will need to happen probably by May of next year. There's a whole lot of things I need to figure out along the way. It's a very major move, and this is the last time I want to make a move of this significance. Magnitude. I am looking. I I don't want to say the state I'm looking at because I don't. I still That's don't want to jinx anything. I don't no. want to name the state, but I have an area of this. Uh, it's uh, an area of the state that I'm looking at, pretty solidly. Well, I'll, um, I'll tell you this: the move what, is the move is a great idea. It's an idea whose time has come. It's absolutely the right thing to do. And yeah. the area that you're thinking of in the state and looking at is the right area to, to look at, to think of, to go to. So full speed ahead. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, uh, can I ask you quickly, does, should I shoot for May or is, should I go a little bit later? I would shoot for May. I think the earlier the better. You do? You're, okay. Yeah, because you're not you're not going to get it. If you wait, you're still not going to get everything, all your ducks in a row. So you just got to take advantage of it and go get there and then hit the ground running. Okay. 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 You're sure? Great. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> timing, timing, timing. Okay. Yeah. There you go. All right. Thanks for the call. Uh, area code 319-527-6702. And right back to the phones here because we've got a lot of callers. We want to get through them all. Uh, area code 347. Hi, you're on the show with uh, John Russell. How are you? Hi, I'm good. Thank you so much for taking my call. My name is Tanika, and I'm calling from Long Island, New York. 
Okay. You have a question for John? Yes. I wanted to ask, um, do you see any changes with my upcoming job, with my job currently? Do you see any upcoming changes with it? I do, and I. my feeling is that you may not be with that particular job in the coming year, um, and that's a good thing. Any change that occurs for you is going to be positive, even if it looks like there's, you know, like, oh, well, I didn't want this to happen. Whatever change occurs, it's going to be positive for you. You may not immediately see it, but in a few months' time, you'll be, oh, wow, this is great that this happened. And I'm going to throw you a real curveball here. There may be something involved with California and a draw to California, and if that happens, if that comes into your your uh, sphere, uh, open up to that and be very receptive to it. Don't just automatically say no because there may be something there that's worth a move across the country and or a connection to that that enables you to do something new where you're at but in connection with California. But if you get the chance to move there, don't dismiss it out of hand, okay? Oh, wow, okay. The the job I've been trying to either move to another department or find a better job because the people in my department are not very welcome in a week. Do you think that the job is just going to get rid of me or move me to another department or, like, I'll find a better job? Yeah, I think you'll find a better job. I think you'll almost be forced into a better job. It seems like it just uh, the universe is, is moving to to kick you out of where you're at and get you into something better. So if anything happens that you would normally think it's catastrophic, don't because it means you're you're moving where you're supposed to be. Okay? Okay. All right. All right Thanks great. very much. Thank you very much for the call. Uh, once again, 319-527-6702. Uh, you're listening to The Ryan Lindsay Show. And uh, take a look at the website. It's ryanlindsayshow.com. And I got to tell you, I'm battling. So if you hear some rumbling here, it's my chair. <laughs> it's my chair <laughs> dropping down <laughs> as I'm trying to lift it back up here. So that would be something. There's a, there's a donation button on the website. <laughs> Ryan so, needs a new chair. I need a new chair we did for the hear show. That, <laughs> oh my. So, <laughs> So I, I apologize if that's... spirits were doing something to you. <laughs> no, I don't we think did, so. We did hear that chaos, and we were a little concerned about you, right? <laughs> <laughs> I, have to, I have to tell you something funny about a, a rival radio show I was on the other night. Mm-hmm. And uh, and when I'm on there, and this is, this is in the wee early hours of the morning that I'm on this show, and so the house is quiet, everybody's in bed, and so on and so forth. Well, we have an oh. Alexa unit. Yeah, I heard that. <laughs> <laughs> we, we have an Alexa unit, and it's in another part of the house away from my office. And if I yell at the top of my lungs to this unit, it still won't activate it. So I'm on the air in the wee hours of the morning, and we're live on the air, and, and we're talking, and all of a sudden the Alexa unit goes off. And I'm like, what in the world? Well, I can't get up off the – I'm on a landline, so they, I can't get up and, and go shut the thing off or tell it to be quiet or whatever. And so I just mentioned it to the host, and we both kind of have a little laugh, and, and we continue with that segment of the program. And, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm focusing as sharply as I can, concentrating <laughs> as intently as I can on the show and trying to ignore the stupid machine that's going on. But in the in the back of my mind, I can I can – understand that she's reading chapter titles from a book 
And I'm like, what in God's name? And then she starts to read from this book. Well, she finally shuts up. So we finished the rest of the show without any uh, any other manifestations or weird goings on or whatever. So the next morning, my wife and I get up, and I tell her about that. And she goes, well, I wonder what she was reading. And so we ask her to uh, to resume what she was reading. And she was reading from my book, Writing with Ghost Angels and Spirits <laughs> of the Dead. Oh, well. <laughs> oh wow. That's oh, fantastic. Well, what's even better, and I just found this out today. This is a, a real mix of uh, a possibility here and, and a lot of sorrow. Uh, I'm also a fine artist and a photographer, as Ryan knows. And um, my photography instructor from the New York Institute of Photography died Monday. Oh, and... Uh, she was, uh, every time I talked with her, she was always, have you got your book published yet? Has your book come out yet? How's your book? Have you got your book published yet? And my <laughs> wife and I both said, because she died Monday. And so, you know, it was actually Tuesday morning, early in the morning when I'm doing the, the show. And my wife and I both said, I wonder if she came and set that off to let you know that, hey, I see you got your book published. <laughs> so, every maybe, every goosebump yeah. on my body, John. Every goosebump on you, our bodies you. right now have, yeah. have to say so, that, yes, yes, that yep. would be her. <laughs> yep. So that was that wow. was quite the experience, yeah. That's good. That's good. Back to the phones here and uh, Erie Code 631. Hi, you're on the Ryan Lindsay Show with Psychic John Russell. How are you? Hi, I'm doing good. Hi, what's your name? My name is Suzanne. I had two quick questions. My first was, I'm moving November 1st, and I'm a bus monitor right now, but I'm trying to get a teacher age closer to where I'm going to move. Do you see me getting one soon? I applied. Yes. Next question. Hey, hallelujah, <laughs> where? <laughs> I was going to drive 33 miles each way, but no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> Right, right. Okay. And what's your second question? Well, when when do you see me getting it? That's the first one, but um, by January. Ah, January. Man, is that to do the bus? October, November, and December. Possibly. I'm saying by January. Hopefully, it'll come before then, but at least by January. Oh, is it going to be? No. Whoops. It'll go fast. It'll go fast, I think so. That, that, thank you for the call, Suzanne. Okay, we're going to move on here. And uh, area code, two, uh, let's see, 720. Hi, you're on the Ryan Lindsay Show with Psychic John Russell. Who's this? Hi, um, I have a question. My my husband just learned some bad news with his job. He's in oh. sales, and I don't know. They're probably going to let him go. <laughs> Oh, no. So I'm just wondering what you see with that. Well, I tell you, and, and this may not be something that he wants to hear, but this is what the other side is showing me. I just have to give you what they show me. This is the absolute prime time for him and his life to become self-employed and to start moving towards some dream or some goal that he's always wanted to do uh, for himself in self-employment. And this is the time to look at that and to bring that into fruition. That's the best thing he can do. Okay. Okay. Do you think he'll, he'll make 
So but we'll have some money, like get money soon. <laughs> like we're gonna like be okay. Well, you know, it's things. realistically, it's probably gonna be tight. But you know, this is the time to look at it and say, okay, if ever I'm gonna do something, if ever I'm gonna accomplish this thing, and if he sits down and looks in his heart of hearts, he's probably got something there that he wants to do or he's thought about yeah. doing. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, but, so sure. this is it. Thanks. This is the time. Okay. All right. Thank you. All right. All right. Great. Best of luck. Thank you very much for the call. And uh, I got to tell you, um, guys, Tamara and uh, John, I just figured out something on the uh, the studio here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> there's, there's a, <laughs> I've been doing the show a whole two weeks, and I think I've been answering calls of people who just want to listen and don't necessarily have a question. But I figured out... <laughs> I think I've been answering. I've, I've been answering hey, calls. Do you have a question people. for John? Oh, sure. Why not? No. no. Should I get drunk? Nothing tonight? like pudding. <laughs> they never taught me that in Blog Talk Radio School. <laughs> Leave those people alone, Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everything happens for a reason. Right? It, oh, it does. And those, people, those people got on one way or the other. So. <laughs> All right, so we're going to go to uh, area code 205. You're on the Ryan Lindsay Show with Psychic John Russell. Who's this? Hi, this is Patricia. How are you? Hi, Patricia. Doing well. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you, Tamara? I'm excellent. Nice to hear from you again, Patricia. Thank you. Um, And, John, how are you? I am good. Thank you very much, and thank you for listening and calling in. Thank you. Thank you all for taking my call. My mm-hmm. question, John, is um, I have not been in a relationship for two and a half years, but I have okay. been dating. Do okay. you see initials A, O, or E, B as potential suitors, or do you see me with someone totally different? Yeah, absolutely not either one of those. Somebody totally different, and I think Tamara will back me up on that. <laughs> I'm nodding my head. Keep going. Yeah, Raise yeah. your vibe. Own it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. So it's going to be somebody totally different, and you'll meet them within a couple of months' time, but you're going to have to kind of push these other guys out of the way and get that energy out of there so that you can be open and receptive to someone new coming in because it, you can't fail safe yourself. You can't have your cake and eat it too. You can't say, well, I'll I'll keep hanging around these guys, hanging on to these guys till somebody new comes along. No, because when somebody new comes along that's quality, they're going to intuit or know or find out that you've got those guys kind of as a life preserver there, and they're going to say, no, this ain't the gal for me, when actually you might be. So you got to push those guys out of the out of your life, move on, get ready, clean everything up, get ready for this other person coming in, okay? Sounds wonderful. Thank you. All right. Thank you. All you right. bet. Good luck. Thanks, Patricia. All right. Uh, once again, 319-527-6702, talking with psychic John Russell. His book, Riding with Ghosts, Angels, and the Spirits of the Dead, ridingwithghosts.net is the uh, is the website. And, John, how long have you been riding uh, motorcycles? Oh gosh, since I was about 15 years old, and oh. uh, so I've I've been in the saddle for a while, and it's uh, it it was just instantly pleasurably addicting to me. I just fell in love with it, and I think it it stemmed from when I was a kid. I was absolutely rabidly fanatical for bicycles, 
and there was nothing like the feeling of getting on that bicycle and and you had speed and you had freedom you could ride across town if your your legs could handle it and then when i discovered a motorcycle i'm like oh my god i've got a bicycle with an engine i can go to the next state now you know? so it was it was an instant love affair and uh, i've i've been riding you know off and on most of my life ever since and uh, it just to me there's nothing else like it nothing feels as good i've ridden and rain and hail and sleet and snow and mm. thunderstorms and dust storms and heat and extreme cold and everything in between. And uh, I remember I was at a, one of my favorite Mexican food restaurants here in Florida on one of my long rides, and uh, I came out, and I was putting on my rain gear, and this couple came out, and they had parked by my bike, and the lady was getting in. She looked over at me, and she goes, Oh, my God, you poor dear. I said, Why? And she goes, the, the rain, and I said, listen, I said, I have waterproof rain gear. I've ridden thousands of miles in the rain, know how to handle my bike in the rain, know what to do. I said, I'm as comfortable warm and dry sitting on this bike in my gear as you are in the car there, and I'm having a heck of a lot more fun. <laughs> she looked at me kind of like I was touched in the head and was like, well, God bless you. <laughs> do you but recall? It's been, a, it's been a good lifestyle. Yeah, yeah. Do you recall the first paranormal experience you had on your motorcycle? The bizarre thing is nothing has ever happened to me until this bike and these experiences oh. when I when I started with the yeah, with riding with ghosts. That's of all the thousands of miles, hundreds of thousands of miles I've ridden over my lifetime, uh, this is the only time that I've had very specific uh, motorcycle-related paranormal events was, was all the things I've captured in riding with ghosts. Mm-hmm. Did, did you buy this bike new then? Oh yeah, or was it absolutely. Used? Yeah, no, it was oh, okay. new, brand spanking new. Yeah, not a mile oh. owner, and and I put almost hundred and fourteen thousand on her now. Yeah, excellent. Yeah. Um, once again, folks, take a look at the website RyanLindsayShow.com for information about guests, uh, past, present, and future. And we'll go back to the phones here for Psychic John Russell. This is area code three four seven. Hi, who's this, and where are you calling from? Area code three four seven. Go ahead. Hello? Yes, that's you. (laughs) Hello, my name is Maribel. I'm calling from New York. Um, My question has to do with, um, like, relationships, romantic relationships. If there was anything opening up or blooming with this one person I know as LS. No, absolutely not. There is nobody around you right now that's a good relationship for you. So give it five months down the road, and give or take a month, but I'm I'm seeing the number five around you. Give it five months down the road. Be open and receptive, and you'll connect and connect with somebody then. But nobody around you right now is is the right person for you. Not even for a casual relationship. Okay? Gotcha. Okay. All right. All right. Take care. Uh All right. Thank you very much for the call. And uh, 319-527-6702, the number to call if you'd like to uh, ask Psychic John Russell a question. And we've got a lot of callers uh, waiting here, so we're trying to move through them. Uh, Let's keep it at uh, a question and a follow-up or just a very brief uh, question for for John Russell tonight. And we'll go on to area code 917. Hello, who's this? Area code 917, go ahead. Hello, area code 917. Can you hear me? Oh, yes, I'm here. Hey, how are you? 
Okay, doing well. Who's this? Uh, this is Lisa. I'm calling from New York. Okay, Lisa. You have a question for John? Yes. Hey, John, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Uh, not bad at all. Good. And my question to you is this. How do I, 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 uh, I guess I, it's called empathic, where, uh, where you pick up uh, spirits of people that have passed. Right. How, how do you diffuse it when it, when it becomes too much? Okay, that's, that's a good question, and that's something that a lot of people that are, are medium psychics, empaths, whatever they have to deal with, have to learn to deal with. Um, the absolute best way to deal with it when it becomes too much is to physically ground yourself. And by that I mean go to the movies, garden, weld, work on a car, knit, whatever, read a book, whatever it is that, that floats your boat as far as a hobby or an interest or whatever, but get completely away from the gift and from the energies that you're receiving and, and what's pressing on you. Um, and the, the best way to get away from that, you don't want to meditate. That just deepens it. That just energizes it. That intensifies it. So you don't want to do anything spiritual to, to deal with it. You want to do something purely physical. The more mindless, the better. Um, you know, you can, yeah, get out in the garden or paint a picture or take photos or go talk with friends or go to a movie with friends. <clears throat> Excuse me, but that's what you have to do. You have to ground yourself. You have to do something physical and just just get it out of your mind, get away from it for a while, get away from that energy for a while. And by doing that, you'll recharge yourself and enable yourself uh, to then be able to deal with it down the road. So that's how you do it. Okay. <laughs> that All right. sounds great. Okay, thank you. All right. You're welcome. Best of luck. Thank All right. You. Thanks, Lisa, thank for the call. Okay. And uh, John Russell, my guest here on the Ryan Lindsay Show. And, John, we talked at the outset about listening to – spirit guides or angels spirits of of the dead how do you know when how do now me for me as as a layman or maybe some of the people listening how do we know if it's just our own intuition or a spirit guide or just something wacky that our brains seem to have picked up how do we know what to listen to that's a good question and our brains are wacky uh we can uh if you and i and tamara right now want to sit and create a new language on the spot, we can do it. Uh, Rebino means car. Rebino Varka means to travel in the car. Uh, you know, on and on and on, because our brains are endlessly creative. We come up with all this stuff, and so we're in this process of constantly filtering. Now we're bombarded with advertisements. We're bombarded with commercials. We're bombarded with what other people tell us. We're bombarded by the religious beliefs we grew up with, and on and on and on. So in this miasma of stuff, we have to filter through that and try and figure out the truth, try and figure out the right pathway to walk and what should guide us. So it's difficult to begin with. Um, the the it's it's not an easy uh, fix. Like okay, I push a button now, I'll know automatically the guidance I'm getting, whether it's good or not. Uh, what you have to do, it's a process of learning, and you listen to and evaluate the impressions or the feelings or whatever you get. And so if you get the feeling that, oh, God, Aunt Martha's dead, and you call up your relative and you go, how's Aunt Martha? Oh, she's fine. She's out gardening. Oh, well, that, that was wrong. So 
you have to begin to realize, okay, when I get that certain feeling or this certain thing, that's my imagination, that's my fears, that's my, you know, whatever. And you begin to learn to differentiate between what is real guidance and what is truth and what comes from fear, imagination, uh, fantasies, wishing, worries, so on and so forth. And it's a process. It takes a while. And um, question everything. That's the only reason I've ever been successful with any of this is because I have questioned everything, including myself, including all the guidance that was given to me, to the point that I got to the point that what I receive I know is true and what I receive I know is coming from a reliable source. And it may not be what people want to hear, what they think's right, but it it turns out in the end to be correct. I'm not saying I'm 100% perfect, and I'm not saying I'm right all the time. Nobody is. But for the majority of the time, um, it is, and it's a process of just, like I say, question everything. And don't believe everything anybody tells you. I mean, a, a friend and I one time, we were at this party, and there was supposedly this guy that could set ice cream on fire with his mind. Now, how do you figure that out in the first place? Are you just sitting there one day eating a bowl of ice cream? You go, burn, ice cream, burn. I, you know, I just, what the heck? So I don't know. But So we begin, to, okay, well, bring the guy to us that can set the ice cream on fire. I will buy the pint of ice cream so I know it's not tampered with, and then we'll set it down under test conditions, and while well, I set the ice cream out. Well, you know, no, no, no. So a lot of these things that you hear that people claim they can do or have done or can cause or whatever doesn't, doesn't happen, doesn't manifest, doesn't occur in the real world. So question everything. Uh, the other side is not going to be upset with you if you question things. The other side is going to be upset with you if they give you something and you say, oh, man, I know this is real. I know this is what I need to do. I know this is what I should act on, and you ignore it. And then the other side is going to go, well, you jerk. <laughs> you know, and they may, they may pull off from you a little bit and say, okay, you know, I'm not going to keep wasting time, effort, and energy on you. But like I say, it's a process, and, and don't be afraid to question everything. That's one thing that gets people in, in trouble is they get a feeling or they get a this or they get a that, and they don't sit down and go, okay, where is this coming from? Is it accurate? Is it, is it truthful? I used to have people ask me, say, well, how do I know? if my dreams are this or that or my predictions or what I feel like is a prediction accurate or not, I say, does it happen? That's the easiest test. Does it come true? Does it happen? If it doesn't, there you go. You know, if it does, there you go. So it's it's a process. Sure. Tamara, as a professional mystic yourself, would, would you agree with all of that? Oh, absolutely. We are always learning and expanding upon our gifts, aren't we, John? Just oh, when yeah. we think we know, we get expanded. Like you said, you didn't. By the way, my father drives a Honda. Good man. It's just been bothering me. I'm like, hey. Another my blow for the Honda riders, yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, I have to say, we love Harley Davidson in the state of Wisconsin, right? But, absolutely, uh And absolutely. I have been to Sturgis to paranormal investigate many times. So, there you but go. I have a there phobia of riding on a motorcycle because of riding on my dad's Honda. I was little and my butt would fly up in the... Anyway, we won't get into that. But uh, absolutely, absolutely, um, John, you, you, you hit the nails on the head, as you always do. Um, it, it's an interesting life being a mystic, is it not? But it, it is, is an adventure. And I, and I really loved an what you said. I really loved what you said, Tamara, because it's so, so, so true. 
we never learn it all. We never get the handle on it. We're always, like you said, we're we're always learning, always expanding. There's always some other horizon or some other depth uh, to take things to. And that's why it always irks when people say, oh, somebody's a master painter or a master photographer or a master. No, you're not. You don't ever master anything. <laughs> it's like, you know, there's, there's always room to to um to expand and to grow and to and to get better. So I really appreciate you saying that, Tamara, because it is so so true. Yeah. We're really feeling it. I think every soul on the planet right now is experiencing an expansion of their third eye with so much time to look at. <laughs> look through yeah, it, right? yeah. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely well yeah, absolutely. And I think a lot of people just haven't known what the heck to do with it. You know, it's like, oh man, we're forced into the situation where we have to sit and, and actually be in touch with our feelings and and, and uh, what do I do with that? <laughs> you know, like, well, well, I'll drink and, a quart and, of vodka before breakfast. <laughs> right. Well, you don't expand upon. I think spirit's bringing you out of retirement. You don't have to work so hard, though, now. You're a seasoned well, good. elder. Well, good. You just get to show up and play with us on radio shows, and we love it. Thank you so much. Because uh, I know how much hard work this is. Yes, <laughs> I don't think yes. you really truly retire. <laughs> Just save the voice. <laughs> there you, know, you go. We, we had a, a guest on the other night, uh, Greg Little, on Wednesday the 23rd, who talked about Edgar Casey, And oh, yeah. he talked about how Edgar Casey, towards the end of his life, kept doing readings and kept doing them and right. wore himself out, basically, to, to, the, to yeah. his death, yeah. basically. Do, yeah. do you find it, it wears you out the more, the more readings that you do? Is it, does it drain your energy? It does now. It didn't when I was younger. When I was younger, it actually energized me. Mm-hmm. And uh, now the, um, you know, the crazy thing is, and, I, and Tamara probably knows of this. <clears throat> excuse me. There's a, there's a concept in uh, in the metaphysical world of the wounded healer, where somebody that's chronically ill, chronically sick, has chronic health problems, can nonetheless provide healing to other people. And that's the situation I've been in. I have literally been able to physically heal people, and I can't do a darn thing for myself. So I don't know if the concept of the wounded healer is valid or not, but it kind of sort of makes sense, and that's kind of the situation I've had to deal with. So um, like I say, even despite the health problems when I was younger, normally, you know, naturally, more energy, and the readings really energized me. Uh, now that I'm older, you know, the voice starts failing after a while. Uh, you know, the the old body's not in as good a shape as it used to be, don't have the energy it used to be. Now, the psychic gift is stronger than ever, uh, but the but the physical body, you know, it's like, man, ain't it time for bed yet? <laughs> I think our energy bodies have taken a beating, too, right? Oh, yeah, I yeah, think yeah, as, yeah, absolutely. As empathic, absolutely. knowing intuitively something was happening, I think it, it is does be a little up. bit of a it does beat yeah, you we up. have to it care for ourselves it right now. It tires you out, yeah. Yeah. Talking oh, with psychic harder. <laughs> sure, sure. Talking with psychic John Russell. You're also hearing my co-host Tamara Gleason on the uh, Ryan Lindsay Show. And once again, take a look at the website, RyanLindsayShow.com, for information on guests past, present, and future. And uh, we'll take your calls here for the next bit. Uh, 319 is the area code, 527-6702. Again, 319-527-6702. We'll go back to the phones and their area code, let's see, this is 845. Hi, who's this and where are you calling from? Hello, my name is Katie and I'm calling from New York. Okay, hi Katie. Do you have a question for John? 
Yes, please. Thank you. Um, I was wondering, I'm just finishing up a project, a short project that starts with the letter L. I'm wondering if I should extend it or if I should um, continue on with other projects. Another one starts with a W, another one with an E. Um, just anyone I should really focus on? I would continue. I would focus on uh, several, but I would move forward. Now, the the project that you're finishing up on, I think you can, don't just shelve it, I think you can somehow extend it a little bit, but uh -huh. it, but you need to move forward and go ahead and begin to focus on the other new projects and bring those online and keep moving forward. And with you, I see that being a continuum. In other words, you don't just finish something and shelve it and run out, and now what do I do? There will always be a good series of projects there for you to do. So you're kind of heading in the right place, doing the right thing, but the project you're finishing up on, don't just say, okay, it's done, I'm going to shelve it and move on. There's there's some life to be gotten out of that yet, and you either know how to do that now or are going to figure it out. But, yeah, go ahead and, and move on to the other projects and just kind of let this one uh, go on its organic way then. Make sense okay. to you? Yes, yes, indeed. Thank you so okay, much. Okay, good. You're welcome. Okay. Katie, thanks for the Thank call. Thank you. Certainly. And uh, I want to remind listeners that uh, we're, we're taking uh, calls for Psychic John Russell, uh, many readings on the air, and I stress the word many, uh, one question or a follow-up question as well, and, uh, and we're, we're going to move on. And when you, uh, when you call in, let me know that you want to go on the air. I figured this out now. Let me, <laughs> let me know you want to go on the air. You need to press number one when you're on hold, and that'll raise your hand to me, and I'll be able to see that uh, you would like to go on the air. I don't have a question. Don't put me on the air. I don't have a question. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I see, I see four people just did it, in fact. There's <laughs> All right. Let's go to uh, area code 856. Hi, you're on the Ryan Lindsay Show. What's your name, and where are you from? Hi, it's Maria from New Jersey. Hi, how are you? Doing great. You have a question for John? I'm sorry. Hello? I'm here. Okay, okay. go ahead. Yep, go ahead. Uh, whatever you can pick up, um, I know I'm doing a couple projects and moving forward, and I was wondering if which one I should just stay on and just let it go, the relationship let it go, or just proceed with the new job I'm supposed to start on. Monday. The relationship I don't trust. I would let the relationship go. Okay, may not be what you want to hear, but that's what you need to do. Uh, you need to focus on the, the new job starting. Uh, you, my lady, have a lot of good intuitive sense that you don't listen to. You let your heart get in the way, and you let your emotions get in the way, and out of loneliness or out of a need for companionship or whatever. Uh, you allow situations into your life that you know better than to do. Does that make sense for you? Yes. All right. So don't do that anymore. So get rid of the guy <laughs> there. Listen to your intuition. You have a very strong intuition, but you you squelch it and you don't listen to it, and you allow your emotions to override things. So work on that. Move forward and focus on the job. There's some good things for you in the, down the road, uh, but but listen to that intuition. Don't go against it, okay? All right, cool. Appreciate it. All right, you bet. Okay. Bye-bye. Great. Thank you for the call. 
uh, psychic John Russell. He has over 45 years of experience and expertise as a professional psychic with a worldwide clientele. And as a paranormal investigator, he's witnessed over 800 supernatural manifestations, also been an avid motorcyclist for uh, over 50 years. And we're talking about his book, Riding with Ghosts, Angels, and the Spirits of the Dead. And you can uh, get that, John, I assume nowadays... Amazon everywhere books are sold. Yeah, right? it's it's available at Amazon in paperback and ebook. It's at Barnes and Noble in paperback and ebook. They're Nook Reader. You can get it Kindle at Amazon. Uh, it's available at uh, Books a Million uh, all all over the place on the web. But I have links on my website that after you read everything about the book and so on and so forth. And by the way, on my website, uh, writingwithghost.net. The first chapter of the book is there free for you if you want to read it and kind of get an idea of what the book's about. And then there's oh. links to go to Amazon or Barnes & Noble or whatever and buy it. And I want to interject here. Um, you don't have to be interested in bikes. You don't have to be a biker. You don't have to be a motorcyclist. You don't have to know anything about motorcycles to enjoy this book. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just This book just happened because I was riding my motorcycle, and <laughs> it, it just kind of coalesced and all came together to uh, to have these incredible experiences that I don't think I would have had any other way. I I don't think I would have had them in a car. I don't think I would have had them sitting around the hometown here or anything like that. It was because of the two wheels and the freedom and the the connection that that provides that these events occurred. But don't think you've got to be interested in bikes or know anything about bikes. You don't have to be interested in motorcycles at all. Think of it as a collection of really good ghost stories that all happen to be true. Yeah, and it is. That. That's that's what I've noticed so far. It's just it's riveting. I, and you you mentioned the uh, the the motorcycle, of course. I mean, it's it's a big oh, part of the book. Yeah. Big part right. of the book. But uh, but yeah, you don't have to be a, a a biker or anything like that to enjoy the book. There's right. the one story that you tell um, in the book. You're walking. I think you're walking through a state park early on, and you see the leaf. Uh, the little frond waving at me, yes. <laughs> oh, the frond, yeah, that one too. The, the, I think of the, also the, the leaf suspended in there by the, the oh, yeah, yeah, in there too. Yeah, yeah. But, but it, can there be any natural explanation for those things? And you see it in nature, What? how, how could that possibly none. happen? <laughs> yeah, absolutely none. It, it's all supernatural. And in that particular uh, chapter you're talking about, uh, that that chapter is round and round. And it um, has to deal with the crop circle intelligences. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> all of these manifestations that occurred uh, were things that there was absolutely no logical explanation for, no rational explanation for, no scientific explanation for. And all of those things happened as a result of I had read a book and a noted crop circle researcher had spoken aloud to the crop circle intelligences and said, whoever's making these, whoever's doing these, there's a patch of grass outside my office here, and I want (laughs) this particular design, you know, it's like a square, a triangle, or whatever, in this patch of grass, and, you know, within a week's time or whatever, and lo and behold, it appeared. And so that made a big impression on me, and I was sitting on my lanai early one morning before I got ready for a ride. I had a day off from my readings and um, I addressed the crop circle intelligences, and I said, okay, I want such and such a, a sign, this kind of a sign. And then I took my ride, and every single thing that happened for the rest of the day 
went back to that request to the crop circle intelligences and uh, for for a request for the sign and the common denominator was grass and there are several different kinds of grasses you know wheat is a grass barley's grass lawns are grass bamboo is classified as a type of grass mm-hmm. and so all of these things that i experienced then were related to grass and to typical crop circle type experiences in some cases and then just such bizarre wild things in other cases that it it just beggars the imagination it just it just staggers the mind sure you know this book also made me smarter well good <laughs> you know you know how, how? I, I reading the book i actually had to look up the word lanai <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a Floridianism for uh, the, the back porch. The porch. <laughs> I was going to yeah. say, he's never obviously been a fan of the Golden Girls. That's where I learned that terminology years yeah, ago. Yeah, there you go. There you go. My wife okay, makes me watch well. that show. So. Oh, I love that show. Yeah, Back to the phones here, uh, area code 319-527-6702, uh, and, and you're on the air with Psychic John Russell. This is a Skype call. Hi, go ahead. Hello? Yes, that's Hello? you. What's your name? Yes, go ahead. Oh, hi. Hi, my name's Ann. Hi, Ann. You have a I question for John? Call, I actually called in. I'm actually not doing a Skype. <laughs> um, I actually, oh, oh, okay. uh, to, to, be, to be honest with you, I have a question um i've had i've i've had a we've had a serious uh pro- relationship this is actually a serious question i have two children and i've had a serious problem with my son for the, about the last 10 years my relationship with him is kind of estranged and i've wondered if it's ever going to get better oh with your son is that what you said yes yes okay um, I, I, before, as soon as you started talking, I felt like a, a lot of darkness, a lot of sadness, a lot of conflict around you there. Um, Sorry, I'm not trying I, to interrupt you. I've had other things that have been sad too, but that, this is one of them. Yeah, this is this is the the top tier. This is the big. That's thing. right. Yeah. yeah. Um, I hate to tell you this, but I really don't think that it's going to get better. I think if it appears to get better it's going to be a false type impression a false occurrence and i think at this stage of the game what you have to do is look out for yourself now look out for your heart and your best interest and the ways to make things better for yourself and for your life to make things lighter and happier and easier because you've been through a lot of conflict and a lot of darkness and a lot of emotional pain and you can't keep going through that. And there's no sense keeping going through that because what you've tried to do is show care and make things better, but it hasn't, and it's not going to. And so you have to realize, okay, painful as that is, time to take care of me now, and, you know, prayers, well wishes, whatever, but don't get sucked into the melodrama anymore. Does that make sense for you? Y- yes, yes, it does. Good. I'd also like to ask you one other thing. When you said that I had had a lot of sadness around me. Did, did you, because there were other things, did you feel that? Yes. Yeah, There's there's been a lot there. And this, this stems to a lot of things going way back that, I mean, there's been people that have used and abused you. There's been people that have misunderstood you. You've tried to accomplish things that have fallen flat and so on and so forth. And the, the thing of it is you've gone through all of this with a good heart. You've had good intentions, and people have just kind of like, 
just it's gone over their head. They've totally missed it. They haven't connected with you on that. You haven't connected with them on that. So that's why I say right now it's time to pull the attention into yourself. Do some good things for yourself. Take a nice vacation. Take a nice trip. Reward yourself with something. Do something good for yourself and realize that there are certain situations, and you've seen this, that no matter how positive of an energy you put into it, it's just going to get sucked into the black hole and disappear, and it's not going to affect any positive change, right? Okay. okay. And thank you very right. much for the call, and uh, we'll be thinking about you, Ann. Um, so, John, that kind of raises the question, and this is, kind of goes to the, the why do bad things happen to good people. If we have spirits and angels and, and, and so forth, spirit guides helping us, exactly. Exactly. why, why the darkness for, for some of us? It's a difficult world to live in. Yeah. Uh, it's a world that's beset with hailstorms and tornadoes and tsunamis and famine and plague and evil and predators and, and on and on and on. And we have to recognize the reality of that. And we have to recognize that sometimes there are things that we can do and people we can help, and sometimes there are not. Sometimes it is a waste. Now, people can argue with you and say no kindness is ever wasted, but I'll give you an example. And I think we talked about this when we were doing radio a long time ago. I was still living up in New York. Um, There was a a woman I read in the news. There was a woman, an elderly woman, who had taken in this guy that was on, you know, in and out of jail, all kinds of problems. And she took him in and took care of him and gave him money and fed him, gave him meals, gave him an opportunity for an education and he killed her and stole her car, stole her cash, stole her jewels, made off of that, and and so on and so forth. So, look, life is what it is. If you run onto a wolf out in the forest, you're not going, oh, here, here, puppy, puppy, here, here's a, you know, that just don't work that way. I mean, that's not the way the real world works. So we have to understand that it's a difficult place to live in to begin with. We have to understand that there are two-legged predators out there as well as four. We have to understand that there are people out there that have their best interest at heart and they're expert at manipulating others to get what they want, and they'll make you think that they're helping you when what they're doing is helping themselves. Then we deal with weather catastrophes. We deal with health and, and plagues and disease catastrophes, COVID, for example, all these types of things. And we have to realize, hey, this this is difficult. This ain't a Disney movie, man. This this is rough. And we have to realize that there are certain things that we have to do to protect ourselves, to help ourselves, to heal ourselves, uh, to move forward. And we have to go through this minefield of, oh, here comes somebody with a sob story. Now, is this real? Can I help this person? Will it do any good if I attempt? Am I putting myself in danger if I do? Or do I need to move on from this? So it's a it's a process of that. And it's uh, it doesn't end. It doesn't go away. It's it's that's just life. And it's difficult for everyone in that regard. You say, well, look, all these rich people, they you know they go through life and they man they fly to Paris and have pancakes if they want to or whatever. Yeah, and you don't know what's going on behind closed doors in their life. You don't know who's after them, and you don't know what other rich guy is going. I'm gonna get this son of a gun. He's gonna be bankrupt on the street and begging. I'm gonna have all his money. So it's it's always this war and this conflict and this striving. And that's what we work to eradicate and to ease and, and so on and so forth. And we haven't been very successful with it, but we keep trying. 
Sure, sure. Kind of reminds me of a, there's an old Arabian proverb, trust in Allah, but tie your camel. That's it. You to lock your house at night. <laughs> the medicine man may have given you a charm, but he didn't tell you to sleep in the crossroads. <laughs> right. Sure. Right. Yep. That's absolutely true. You're so yep. intuitive, John. Let me just tell you, everything you just talked about was a reading for me. So I... <laughs> Oh, bless your heart. I, bless your heart. You, yeah, <laughs> you know you what I'm really saying. Just, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, you yes. are really, just, truly, truly plugged in to the shaman, to the higher realms. And thank you so much for your service. <laughs> uh, you're welcome. You're welcome. And it's been a, you know, it's been a difficult learning situation for me. And um, I grew up in a in a household that was, uh, it was very troubled and very problematic and have been very emotionally hurtful. And my both my parents died, and we never reconciled that. We never got closure. We never made it right. And that impacted me so strongly emotionally that it affected my life for a number of years. And I was sitting there one night, uh, sitting in my old house where I had grown up in. My parents had died, and I'd inherited the house. I was sitting there by myself in the dark. And I was on the verge of tears, and I was like, you know, man, come on, guys, God, you know, the spirits, the guys that helped me, the angels, the guides, this is just not right, it's not fair, and now it's gone, and it can never be fixed. And I literally, they literally gave me an epiphany, and it was like, you're right, it was wrong, it was horrible, it is gone, it can't ever be fixed, but you can either let it continue to manipulate and control your emotions, or... You can push it aside and look to your future and say, I'm not letting this control me anymore. I'm not letting this weigh me down anymore. It's gone. It's done. It's over with. I'm moving on. I'm doing something good for myself. And that was the epiphany I had, and that's what I chose to do. And it made all the difference in the world and the way that I felt and the way that I approached life and relationships and everything else from then on. Excellent. Well said, John. Talking with psychic John Russell, Riding with Ghosts, Angels, and the Spirits of the Dead is the title of his book. You're listening to The Ryan Lindsay Show. Uh, Once again, take a look at uh, ryanlindsayshow.com for information about uh, all our guests and information about the show, and uh, have some fun on the the website there. Email me if you have a question or a comment, or uh, even if you have a guest suggestion. Always looking for good guests for the show, ryan at ryanlindsayshow.com is the uh, is the email address so uh, feel free to uh, send me an email going to go back to the phones here area code 925 hi who's this area code 925 hello hi corinne yeah go ahead hi i just wanted to say congratulations to john he's been a reader in the past of mine and i just i'm really excited that your book came out for you Corinne, God bless you. <laughs> it's so good to hear from you. Bless your heart. I know. Yes, I, I've just been yes, listening to your been. voice. It's oh, so, bless your heart. I miss your voice. It's so good to hear from you, and thank you for the congrats on the book. Corinne and I have been together for a long time as as friends and as, as psychic and client, and uh, she's a great gal, and it's so awesome to hear from you. Oh. I do actually want to, it's, uh, it's always good to hear your voice. I do have one silly, not silly question. One of my kids lost their gecko the other day in the house, and we still haven't located it. Do you have any any suggestions to try to find this lizard? 
under something. It's under something, like under a refrigerator or under a washer or dryer or something like that. Look under something. You're going to have to look under things. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Corinne, it's so great to hear from you. Thank you for calling in. No, I'll call. Yeah, and I'll call you another time. I just wanted to say hi and congratulations. (laughs) I appreciate it. Bless your heart. So good to hear from you. All right. Thank you, Corinne. Bye. Good night. Bye, Corinne. Bye bye. Did she say a gecko? Yes. Is that okay? <laughs> a lost, a lost lizard, a wayfaring lizard. <laughs> People get uh, all kinds of lizards and snakes and things get loose, and they get in the weirdest places. I knew a guy that the snake got out of the cage and got loose, and they they found it wrapped around uh, the belt or something in the interior of a dryer or washing machine or something. So, oh my! Yeah, oh. yeah, they can they can be difficult to find. So it's look under things. <laughs> Sure. They're so quick. They're so quick too on their little legs. Oh yeah. Just yeah. Oh. oh, that was great because I've known Corinne for a long time. Yeah. Oh, yeah, she adores you clearly. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna go back to the phones and area code three one six. Hi, you're on the Ryan Lindsay Show with Psychic John Russell. Hello. Hi, that's you. Hi. What's well, your name? Thank you. Thank you so much, and um, uh, Chris. Um, thank you for the, the pressing the one clue. I sat for probably 40 minutes listening to you. Oh, my. <laughs> and I didn't know the first one. So yeah, well, you. I just figured that out myself. So we're we're both learning new things. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, um, I am just recently hired onto a company that bought out a company that, well, bought their assets. Um. I left the company after 20 years in 2017, okay. and so I, I visited with the new owner, and I think they're remarkable. I think there's a lot of hope for the company. It was kind of run into the ground and uh, left a bad trail behind it, and so there's a lot of work to do to bring it back together and bring it back up, this new company that's taken over. Right. So... And, do you have any idea how is it going to be successful? Uh, I don't think that it is, at least not for a long time. There's a lot of damage there to repair, and I mm-hmm. would advise you against not putting any money or effort of your own into it. I, I think it's something that uh, you're flogging a dead horse at this point, and I think for the money, time, okay. and effort that it would take to get this thing up and running, you're well served to do something else. Okay. Well, they, they've okay. hired me on part time as yeah. a quality manager. Yeah. So. Well, if the salary is good, take it for as long as you can. But I think you're beating a dead horse, and and keep other oh, options okay. open, other doors open. Okay. 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 All right. Well, thank, All right. You, thank you so much. Thank you're you. welcome. Right. Best to you. Thanks for the call. Area code three one nine five two seven sixty seven zero two, and uh, so John, you uh, you talk about uh, there was a time you did not believe in UFOs. Exactly, exactly. But uh, yeah. in the book, you say that uh, after that, you after a I had to, certain I had experience, to change religions. Yeah, I had to change, change religion. <laughs> there was there was uh, uh, when I was a young man, I had um, you know since this started around the age of six. I had all of these incredible paranormal experiences by the time I was 
almost 20, I'd had a ton of things happen and uh, was reading for people and was predicting things accurately and all of these things going on. And I did not believe in UFOs, absolutely did not believe in UFOs. Uh, I read the literature, I read the stories, I heard the interviews, I, and I was like, nope, 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 just, just not buying it, just not buying it. And so one day um, I was out, uh, uh, I had gone to uh, come out of this building, and my car was parked, didn't have a bike then, I had my car, and it was parked across a, a two-lane uh, street, uh, and the parking lot was right there, just across two lanes. I could see my car in the parking lot. And this was back when I was living in West Texas. I grew up in West Texas. And I came out the door of the building, and the first thing that hit me in the face was this incredible wind. And I was like, okay, we're about to have one of our infamous West Texas thunderstorms and or possible tornadoes. And uh, then I looked across the street to my car, and it was overcast. It was, it was, so this was late in the afternoon but it was still daylight, and it was overcast, a lot of heavy clouds overhead. And from those clouds, down in the parking lot, next to my car, touching the asphalt in the parking lot, was this cloud, this, like, column of, of a cloud that uh, was kind of roiling and turning and bubbling and churning and rolling. And, and from within the cloud, these orbs of colored light would appear. They would come almost out of the cloud and then recede back in. And they were like orange and yellow and purple and green and things like that. And uh, the very, very strange thing that I noticed was around the base of the cloud, there was some debris in the parking lot and some things that should have been blowing around or blown away or sucked around in a circle like if it was a vortex or whatever. And all of the debris was perfectly still around the cloud as it roiled and churned and bubbled and did all these weird things. And uh, I was like, man, what in the world's going on here? And being in West Texas, I'd seen all kinds of strange weather phenomena and manifestation, but this was something that was just, this, this is bizarre. <clears throat> so I'm standing there looking at this, and I get this incredibly bizarre urge, which is totally irrational, to take a few steps toward the parking lot, toward the cloud. And I do, and it advances toward me. And I'm like, okay, this is it. I'm young, but I've had a stroke. I've, I'm hallucinating. I've gone nuts. I've lost it. This is it. I back up, and the cloud backs up. I take a few steps forward. The cloud comes forward. I back up again. The cloud backs up. So I'm sitting there looking at this thing, and I'm going, okay. Now, for everybody that wants to hear this in more detail, it's in the book. Um, so, so I'm sitting there, and about this time the door opens and whacks me in the back, literally whacks me in my body and, and knocks me forward a little bit. And the guy comes out, and he goes, oh, geez, I'm sorry, man. He said, what are you doing stands close to the door? And then he looks up the sky, and he goes, oh, wow, looks like we're in for a storm, huh? And then he looks across at the parking lot, and he goes, holy cow, what is that? And I said, wait a minute, what, watch this. So he stands there with me, and I walk towards the cloud, and here it comes. I back up, and it backs up. I walk towards the cloud, here it comes. I back up, it backs up. So the guy sees this, so I know that I'm not crazy now. So I look at the guy, and I say, have you ever seen anything like that? Isn't that weird? And he looks at me like I'm the weirdest thing he's ever seen. He goes, bye, and he runs down the alley the other way to where his car is parked. And uh, you there? Okay. <clears throat> so wow. at this stage of the game, <laughs> at this stage of the game, I'm thinking, okay, what do I do now? Well, the cloud sucks back up into the clouds above it, and everything starts to move toward the south like really fast. 
So I run to my car, I get in, I smoke like a chimney back then, so I light a cigarette, I punch the button for my favorite radio station, you can tell how old I am now, and uh, I, I say aloud, <laughs> I say aloud, what in the world was that? <clears throat> so I pull out and I start driving and the rain starts. Now in West Texas, it can really rain. I mean, no exaggeration, it can really, really come down. But this rain starts getting like nuts. And the description I'll give you is not an exaggeration. The rain begins to come down. By the time I hit the street that I knew where I was at, of course, I knew the town like the back of my hand. But uh, the last street that I realized where I was at, the rain was coming down so hard that with my headlights on and my windshield wipers on high, I couldn't see the car in front of me until I almost hit the bumper of it. No. There were cars angled parked on the street, and I couldn't see them out my passenger side window. So I'm like, man, this is something else. I've never seen anything like this. I don't know whether to try and keep driving. I can't stop in the middle of the street and park. Somebody's going to hit me because I've nearly hit the guy in front of me because I couldn't see him. And I'm like, okay, there's a Sears building here, and I can turn on this street and creep along. If I can make it into that parking lot, I can park in there. I'll jump out. Don't care how soaked I get. I'll run into the Sears building downstairs in the basement. was a fantastic selection of sporting goods. I'll just go down there and Google everything till the storm passes and I can drive safely. So that was my plan. Sure. So we ease around the corner, <clears throat> and by this time, I'm literally periodically leaning over across the seat as close as I can get to the passenger window to try and see the cars that are angle park because I know I'm going to sideswipe them. I cannot see them. That's how hard it's raining. Hmm. So I am literally leaned over like that, and instantly the rain stops now you got to understand this i don't mean it slacked off and then quit or i don't mean it lessened but it's still coming down i mean one second i literally cannot see the cars around me that are right on my bumper and right outside the window the next second literally one second later there's no rain at all there's none there's nothing there's not even a mist falling on the windshield so even though there's still clouds and it's still gloomy, it's, it's daylight, it's late afternoon, and I can see perfect visibility is returned. I can see all the cars up ahead. I look in my rearview mirror. I can see blocks and blocks and blocks down the road. I can see all around me now, and I'm like, what in the world is this? So up in, ahead of me, the cars that are going the opposite way are all of a sudden swerving into our lane, almost colliding with other cars. People are honking, and I'm like, what in God's name is going on? Everybody's going mad. Mm -hmm. And then people start rolling down their windows, pointing up to the sky, and people are jumping out of their cars, throwing their doors open, and pointing and looking up, and I'm like, what in the world? So I look over to where they're pointing, and right over the Sears building, maybe 30 feet, if that high, over the top of the Sears building, is this bright, shiny, metallic UFO about 30 to 50 feet in diameter, just sitting there hovering, no flame, no sound, no wow. nothing, just just sitting there, and I literally did a cartoon eye rub. I couldn't <laughs> believe my eyes. I literally did a cartoon eye rub, and I look back up, and Love it's that. still there. And people are, like, just, just going crazy and pointing and yelling and everything, and I'm like, my God. And about that time, the UFO barely perceptibly kind of moved toward us a little bit. And then this cloud came from behind it, covered it up, and one second later, the rain was back as hard as it had been before. Whoa. A second before, you had perfect visibility. 
the next second, literally, it was as blinding as it was previously. So I said, okay, this guy in front of me, I see him, I'm riding his bumper, and he puts on his signal, he's going in the Sears parking lot. I said, I don't care if I hit this guy, I've got insurance, I don't care if I bang into him, I'm going to catch this guy. And so I park as close to him as I can, I see his dome light come on, he gets out and he starts running. As soon as he gets past his car, he's lost in the rain, it's raining that hard. I jump out, and then I'm young, and I'm fleet of foot, I'm fast, and I go running through the rain, and I hit the back vestibule. The Sears had a vestibule on the back there, kind of an airlock thing. And in that vestibule, you went down the, the stairs to the basement. So the guy's standing there, and he's got his head hung down. He's wearing glasses. He hadn't wiped his glasses off. His glasses are beaded with rainwater. And he's just standing there with his head hung down, dripping water. And I come around. I stand in front of him, and he recognizes that I'm there, and he looks up at me. And I said, excuse me, but did you see what I just saw? And he looked at me for a little bit, and he said, yeah, but I damn sure ain't going to tell nobody. And he sidestepped me, and he walked off through the store, and then I went down to the basement to try and look at the sporting goods, and all I could see was that UFO. Now, the reason the guy said that, this was back, you know, when I was young, uh, back then, uh, if you told anybody anything paranormal, I mean, there's still a lot of ridicule and a lot of, naysayers and things now but back then that was the the climate that if you told anybody you saw anything like this you were nuts Mm -hmm. they thought you were crazy so you know i mean you could lose your job over things like that literally and that's why the guy said you know yeah but i'm not going to tell anybody and went off through the store but that was the confirmation i need that okay i had to swap religions in. i had to change my religion (laughs) because I saw it, what, other people saw year, it, what, the guys saw it, I knew it was real, I knew they were there, didn't know what it was, still don't, didn't know who they are, still don't, but it's real, they're out there. And then in the book I talk about some other subsequent experiences I've had since then, in addition to that one, uh, that, are, that are probably just as mind-blowing, uh, maybe a little bit more even. So that, that yeah. was when I had this, yeah, that was when I had to come to terms with the fact that, yeah, there they are. <laughs> they're out there definitely they're out there. <laughs> well yeah we haven't even scratched the surface on the number of interesting stories in the book here you told me there's the civil war uh battlefield that uh that is just riveting and uh I've, I've, that's the last uh, chapter that i've i've read so far but uh yeah just just riveting riveting there's, uh, a, writing. there's a lot of stories a lot of information in the book and i tried to put with it and i got a kirkus review which was really, really nice because they said, look, it's it's not preachy. The guy gives stuff, it comes across, he, he provides information, but it's not preachy. And that's what I tried to do. It was like, okay, here's this experience, and then here's what I've learned from it. And maybe here's what you can learn from it and apply to your own life. And maybe this will help you move forward a little bit with your spiritual growth or your spiritual connection or, you know, whatever you're trying to accomplish. But But here's a little insight into this thing about, how and why I think it occurred and what I've learned from it and maybe what you can learn from it. So it's not just a collection of entertaining, fun stories, although it is, but there's a little bit of meat in there, a little bit of food for thought with each one as well. Yeah, that's, and I, I remember that as well. There's a lot of, uh, a lot of just, you, you speak so profoundly and and you write like that as well. And there's, there's a part where you write, I think it's after the banana story, how, uh, um how what am i trying to say here the the 
and I just lost my train of thought. I'm sorry. Um, but uh, <laughs> we lost yet banana, Ryan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we lost a banana. <laughs> we need a banana let's, split. <laughs> let's go back to the phones here. I'm going to go to uh, area code nine four one. Hi, you're on the Ryan Lindsay show. You have a question for John? Hello, area code nine four one. Hi there. Hi, what's your name? Hello. My name yes. is Catherine. I'm calling from Florida. And I'm not just calling from Florida. I'm calling from my lanai in the state of Florida. <laughs> there you go. There you Yay. go. All right. You. I thought you were um, going to say you're I'm, calling from Banana, Florida. <laughs> nope, not calling from Banana, Florida. Gulf Coast on my lanai. Um, okay. So <clears throat> the situation that I am in, I just had a quick question, but um, – my ex-husband and I have been divorced for over 12 years. We haven't seen each other in quite some time. We don't. We never talk. We share two children, and they're both disabled. They both live with me. Um, and uh, my, we just found out that their father moved to the Philippines like six months ago and is living there, living his happy little life. Okay. Right. Right. The question that I have is that um, I am my son. He just turned 28, and I am his legal guardian. And I didn't do this for my daughter, who's 21, because she is um, a little bit more um, cognitive, I guess is a better way to put it, you know. Advanced. We wanted to to do a name change, a legal name change. Mm -hmm. And now I think it seems like it would be a better opportunity considering that their father is halfway around the world. But I would like to know if he could in any way, if we would be able to do this or if you would foresee some problems because he's not here to stop it, I guess is the word, you know, I'm looking. Yeah. Um, Look, you know, get yourself a good lawyer, obviously, and go through all the ramifications with him. That's your first Mm -hmm. step. Uh, because I do think that if your ex gets wind of it, he might try and throw mm-hmm. a wrench into it. And that, yeah. depends on, that depends on which day it is. Um, if he's happy-go-lucky and living his life and he's got his women and his wine and his song, yeah, what the heck, go ahead. But if it's on a day where things are a little sour for him, you know, he might try and throw a wrench in it. And you probably find that describes him pretty well because he was kind of wishy-washy like that when you were with him. It's like, okay, yes. one day it's this way, one day it's that way. Yeah, okay. So, My mouth was dropped that whole time thinking, you know him. <laughs> well, psychically, yes. So, uh, so what you need to do, get you a good lawyer. Just tell him, hey, there, there may be a little battle here, and then do what mm-hmm. you need to do. And if you can do it without him getting wind of it, in other words, if you can hit him like a sledgehammer with it, uh, that would be right. the best way to do it. Yeah. Okay. But uh, but you're on Thank the right you. track. You do, yeah, you're on the right track. You do need to do that, and uh, don't don't let him interfere. You know, find some way to uh, get you a good lawyer and say, hey, let's let's hit this fast and hard. Okay. Right. Thank you very right. much. You're welcome. Oh, Thank by you, the way, Catherine. before you go, What's are you still there? Uh-huh. Are you still there? Yes. Okay. Um, you, you, have, you have done so good with these kids. You have Thank done you. so good Thank with these you. kids. These kids, literally, I mean, you're like their their life source, their lifeblood. Their, you, you're just like you're their comfort, their inspiration, their guidance. They're, they're like you make their life whole and you, they, you make their life comfortable. 
So you've, you've done the right that thing. That was very, you know, that was very kind of you to say because they are my world too. Yeah. And yeah. you know, you were just really quickly. It was a call right at the beginning of the show, and there was a woman who said she was um, she was looking for love, and she had been single without a relationship for I think three years, something like that. Right. And I started laughing because I'm thinking she thinks that's a long time, and I haven't been with a partner in eleven. And I'm like, right. <laughs> three years, yeah. huh, honey? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. yeah. So, all right. Thanks for calling in, and good luck. You're welcome. All right. You all have a good evening. You too, Catherine. Thank you very much. Okay. Can I continue? To- Oops. I- Oops. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> she was wondering if there's, there's a yeah. in. Oh, you life. might not. I can feel it. <laughs> I'll, I'll let you know there, there's a little delay with the between clicking the mouse and when it gets to the screen. <laughs> and so oh, I, okay. I heard, I heard, can I listen there in between my click and when the, the, the call dropped? So Catherine, I apologize. <laughs> but uh, we're going to go back oh. to the phones. I think one more caller here. This is uh, area code 707. Hi, you're on the Ryan Lindsay Show with Psychic John Russell. Hi. Hi, John. Hi. Hi. What's your name? Uh, Valerie. Valerie, okay. Do you have a question for John? Yes. I'd like to know when he sees love coming in for me. Oh, boy. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) Yeah. um, There's a lot of false starts for you through the end of the year and into January. And then after that, things uh, things line out for you a little bit better. But I want to tell you one thing, um, and, and don't take offense to this. Let me try and put this the right way, and you tell me if you get it, okay? Um, sure. You're a, you're a very vivacious and a very attractive person, okay? And you kind of play off of that a little bit, and that becomes the initial attraction to you, and then people don't look beyond that. Because you've got a good heart, you've got good intelligence, you've got a lot of smarts, a lot on the ball, but people don't see that because they see this sexy, flirty, vivacious side of you. And so you need to kind of rein that in a little bit and kind of project the other a little bit more. Would you agree with that? Uh, I would agree with that, some of that, yes. Okay, all right. So do that, and that's going to help you out a little bit because – it comes across, I mean, that's that's you naturally, and it's okay. There's nothing wrong with it. But it comes across as like the airhead, okay, or the, the, easy, <laughs> the easy type, you know, oh, okay. And that's how it comes across, and people don't bother to look beyond that. So you need to show more of your depth and substance first, and don't be afraid that that's going to scare them off. If it does, they're not the right person to be with you. Right. So do you see it okay. in uh, 2021? Yeah. Like I say, along about February, I think. And in the meantime, okay. work on work on bringing more of that intelligence and that that uh, the other, the deep inner part of you. Work on bringing that out. And like I say, if that Absolutely. scares a guy off, he ain't the right guy for you. Right. Well, I can't <laughs> wait to February to get to That's going to be great. Thank there you, you go. Best great. of luck. Thanks, Valerie. Okay. Okay, so John, just in the seven or eight minutes we have left here, um, now if when you and I started talking on the air in 2003, if you'd have told us, I, I know if you'd have told us in 2020, it's going to be a year like this, we're all going to be wearing masks and social distancing. We just said, what are you talking about? Uh, how about for for society? 
for the rest of the year. What what do you think? Well, geez, you're going to open a can of worms here, aren't you? (laughs) (laughs) Go for it. Okay. All right, Trevor, I will. Um, Go for it. Well, you know, here we get into the global elite and the deep state and all that kind of thing. And, I mean, you know, people uh, look at things like, oh, God, conspiracy theorists, no, one of these wackadoodles and all this and all that. (laughs) But, you know, if you look at, realistically, if you look at what has happened, and if you look at the way things have happened, and if you look at for years now, not just this year, but for years, the rich and the famous and the global elites and the politicians that are super wealthy and super powerful have committed, and everybody knows it, it's in the news, everybody knows it's happened, have committed these horrendous acts and these horrendous thefts and these horrendous Uh, misappropriations of money and power and all these other things and for years everybody said yeah boy they're going to get theirs boy heads are going to roll boy and nothing nothing has happened to them they've gotten another Learjet and another Mercedes and another home elsewhere in the world and a big huge million dollar bonus and a this and a this and a this and it just keeps going and just keeps going on and I think that the mistake that we're making right now and uh, let me back up here a little bit before I uh, and just remind me of the mistakes that we're making as, as quote-unquote common people. But let me back up a little bit. And then we have like the Epsteins, people like that, and these horrible underage sex trafficking things and all these things going on that the global elite and the powerful and the rich are like, you know, I'm going to get my jollies any way I want. Nobody can stop me. Well, apparently that's become the case. And if you get in the way, if you're like, Epstein, you're going to roll over, you're going to name some names, then you're taken out. And so people that have have decried these things for years as nutcase conspiracy theories, all of a sudden you can start putting the pieces together and say, hey, you know what, there's got to be something going on here because none of these guys are punished, none of these guys are bereft of a good life, none of these guys lose their fortunes, none of these guys go to jail, nothing happens to these people. So that's that's the thing that we have to come to grips with. And as far as the, the common people and what we're doing wrong, we keep waiting for justice to rise up and take these guys. Well, we're justice. And what we have to do is pray harder, work harder, demand more, uh, get rid of people in our, in our political offices that are anti-American and are anti this and anti that that are that are uh, fostering all of this corruption and all of this evil it's a battle it's a battle and we have to fight it and um i believe that we can i believe that we will i believe it can be overcome but man let me tell you that we're up against uh, a lot of stuff out there and people say oh well it's, it's just so easy to blame you know the deep state and the rich elite and these bad guys and all this and all that well that's what's there and uh you know there's Jamie Johnson of Johnson Pharmaceuticals, Johnson & Johnson, the big mm-hmm. Johnson Johnson company. Jamie Johnson, the son, did two documentaries on the ultra-wealthy because Jamie one day said, hey, you know, here I am. I can fly to Paris and have pancakes, and here's some guy living in a cardboard box on the street. What's, what's wrong with this picture? So he began to question this, and he did two documentaries exposing the wealthy elite and uh, go and watch those documentaries. I think both of them may be on YouTube by now. But watch those, and you'll get your eyes open big time. Really? What are the names of those, John? What are the names of those documentaries? 
I don't know the names of them, but they're, they're, by, they're by Jamie Johnson. Jamie Johnson. Jamie Johnson, yeah. And just look for uh, for Jamie Johnson on uh, on uh, YouTube or wherever. And I, th- I think both of them are on YouTube. I'm not sure, but uh, uh, yeah. And and Jamie, he incurred the wrath of his family, the Johnsons, Johnson and Johnson. He incurred their wrath when he did this. And and people were like, you know, what the heck are you doing? And then cut this out and don't do this. And um, you know, he he interviewed what it's really like. He exposed what it's like to be of this tremendous wealth. And I think one of the things in all of this that disturbed me the most, and this was one of his, from one of his documentaries, there is a guy that uh, I think like once a year uh, holds a seminar for all of these super wealthy elite. And we're talking about the guys that can buy and sell the planet ten times over. And he holds this seminar once a year, and the focus of the seminar is here's how to keep all your money within your family. Don't let the government get it. Don't let charities get it. Don't let anybody attach it. Don't let anything happen to it. Increase it and pass it on to your kin, to your heirs. And that's the whole focus of the seminar. Not here's how much good you can do with this. Not here's how many people you could help with this. But here's how to hold on to it, get more of it, and make sure nobody else sees a cent of it. And I thought, man, you know, really? I mean, there's... My goodness, I, I I always used to say growing up in West Texas in the heat there, every summer there would be old people that died from the heat. They didn't have air conditioning. All they had was fans. They didn't even have a swamp cooler, and they would die from the heat. And I always used to say, you know, if you're this wealthy that you can take and donate $40 million to a university library to be built in your name, and it's not even – it would be like me giving you $5, that $40 million. Yeah. Take that $40 million, go to West Texas, and buy air conditioners for all of these old people, have them installed, and pay 10 years' worth of the electric bills for them and save their lives, and you still wouldn't even begin to touch that money. You'd have so much left over, it'd be ridiculous. Do something really good with that money. I don't care that you're wealthy. I don't care that you're rich. I don't care you got three Mercedes. More power to you if you're a good person. But, you know, with that, if you want to do something good, don't build a $40 million library. Go help these poor old people in West Texas that are dying in the summer heat because they ain't got no air. And it would be a drop in the bucket to your wealth. You know, do something actually good with that wealth instead of promoting your name. Oh, so-and-so gave $40 million to the university. You know, let's light a cigar and pat him on the back. What good does that do? <laughs> Nothing. You know, absolutely. So that's what we need to be striving toward, pushing toward, looking at, holding these people accountable, and, uh, man, it's some rough times, but I think we'll get through it. I hope we do. I hope we do. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you like what you've heard, folks, uh, in these last two hours, psychic John Russell has been my guest. Riding with Ghosts, Angels, and the Spirits of the Dead is the title of his book, and you can get it at uh, ridingwithghosts.net. And, uh, John, everywhere else uh, where books are sold, I assume? Yeah, you can get it online. Amazon.com has it. Barnes & Noble, Books a Million. Uh, There's links on my website uh, to get the book. And please do. I need some French fries with my hamburger. So if you can buy a copy, that would that would help me out a lot. You know, people think psychics are rich and, and authors are rich, and, and we're not. And, uh, you know, unless you're, you're a big-name uh, big celebrity or something like that, 
and uh, so it it would be a help to me. And and you'll enjoy the book. You'll you'll get some entertainment out of it. You'll have some fun. You'll laugh. You'll cry. You get some chills, and uh, and it's you'll get some good info. It's worth it. It's definitely John, worth it. I tell you. Can- I was yeah, just curious if um, I, I, I apologize. There is a little bit of lag, so I don't mean to step over you. No, that's um, okay. Go ahead. I, okay. So I was wondering, because I am totally going to buy this book. I hope my um, father doesn't listen to this one, but I know he will. Um, but I'm curious to, if, if there's a way to get a signed copy. Do you do that through your website? I will be doing that through my website. I'm working on getting that up now. And with the radio and with a lot of people calling and emailing, all this stuff going on, it's it's been super hectic. But I am going to put a link up on the website. Uh, it'll be the retail price of the paperback at Amazon, postage, handling materials, and the tax. I have to charge tax. Right. And uh, I will make that available as a button on my website where people can click that, go to a page where they can very safely through PayPal uh, buy the signed copy and tell me, what inscription they want or what name they want it to or whatever, oh, and then I can sign great. it and mail it directly to them. So I will be doing that, and I'm trying to get that up this week. Uh, hopefully I will. So uh, keep looking for that. There will be a way to get a signed copy directly from me, yes. Okay, great. excellent. Thank, Thank you so much for that information. Thank you, John. Thank you, Tamara. That's all the time we have. We'll do it again next month, John. Sounds great. I look forward to it. Thanks so much, guys. Right. Thank you. Thank you, John. All right. Bye-bye. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.